Hot Tub Beers is meant for entertainment purposes with a side of beer education. Each episode may contain offensive and off-color humor. Our intended audience is people 21 years of older who love beer and laughter. Pop the top on the old jacuzzi A rain or sunshine, we're not too choosy Daytime, nighttime, we're always home When you drop on by on your mobile phone To hot tub beers Amber's ales and lagers Hot tub beers Slip on into the water Take one down, pass it around We're tasting micro-brews from Texas towns Stouts and pilsners, boxing weeds We're having hot tub beers Just my friends and me Here we go. Welcome back to Hot Tub Beers. Where mic checks are hard. And one more for Mr. Robert in the corner. Check. Oh, man. We're golden now. Man, we it's, it's good to be back at the hot tub. It's good to be outside in the sun with Mr. Robert. We're over here at Elder Sun Brewing. I've always been super curious about this. You know what I mean? Like, uh, number one, how large is the truck? Number two, uh, what kind of pool is it? Uh, large enough to party. Pool enough to party. And what's the third one? How cold is the freaking water going to be? Cold enough to party. It's <laughs> actually amazing. This is yeah. this is nice. I this is it's such a like I don't know, people look at it and they make complete and total fun of us, which is part of the fun of it to be completely honest, but when you sit in the hot tub, then you understand why we do the hot tub beers. It feels yeah. great, man. It like, does uh, feel great. We're right here uh, on Shepherd. It's probably going to get fairly busy here in a little bit. We're uh Right in front of the patio. Um, yeah, I mean, it could definitely go one of two ways for sure. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm curious, what are the two ways? Yeah, yeah, what are the two ways? <laughs> Good and bad well, aren't acceptable. One way is everybody noticing uh, how little sun I've gotten in the last year. Okay. <laughs> you know I mean? so. Hey, you're rocking the farmer's tan. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Oh, it is uh, barely a farmer's tan, man. Like... My arm tan is uh, pretty much stop standing in front of the window so much. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, this is awesome. This is great, man. I'm glad you just. I'm glad you were willing to jump in with us. Lived up to it. Oh, sure. well, we're just getting started, so far, sir. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun, it, man. Thank you for allowing us to pull this up in front of your brewery and and, and drink some good beer with you. Um, so, before we get too into Elder Sun, tell us what we're sipping on in our hands right now. Right now, you've got a. Your mother was a hamster. Which Damn it, IPA. sir. Yeah. We're starting off with insults. So I love it. It fits well with the theme. Go ahead. So, so I, um, I haven't understood the, the like, whole value of a great name of a beer, right? Okay. And then, uh, so I've got a 10 and a 12-year-old at home. My wife and I, we finally let them watch Monty Python in the search for the Holy Grail. <laughs> My wife and I are cracking up the whole time. Yeah. They're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> right? But it's early on. Um, it's like, you're, 
your mother was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberries, right? So, um, most of the people that uh, usually come into the brewery, I'm always here Monday through Fridays. I'm really not here a whole lot anymore, Saturdays and Sundays. But um, uh, most of the common folk that uh, come in Monday through Friday know the name, right? Yes. Like, they'll order it and they'll say, and your father smelt of elderberries, right? But um, the great thing about that name that we learned was, uh, was um, we brewed it, we stuck it on social media, and we had uh, seven restaurants or bars say they wanted no a keg of it without any samples. That they is just awesome. They wanted it on the board. I'm like, man, I, I got to come up with some stupid names, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like some crazy names, um, which I don't give any thought with any of these names. You're just you're just getting after it. I have a bunch of people that ask me, how'd you come up with that name? I say, like, it was literally the first thing. The, the, the like, I made the beer. Um, I was like, eh, it's made from spent grain. I'm going to call it spent, right? Or uh, there are a couple of names up there where, like, one of my partners was like, I want a beer named after me. It's like, no problem. What do you want to call it? And, uh... But most of the names are just spur-of-the-moment things, you know? Right. Um, but, yeah, this is a 5.3, super clean, super crisp, uh, 90% citra. Uh, the rest of it would be Amarillo. Citra and like Amarillo. An easy drinker. It's kind of the cousin for Shapeshifter, which is um, one of our uh, mainstays here, which is 90% mosaic and just a little bit of citra as well yeah um it's not a smash beer it's a uh it's a single malt um with citra and a sprinkle of amarillo and if you hang out here long enough you'll learn that uh there aren't many things here that don't have a sprinkle of amarillo in them that's uh, that's awesome that's my favorite that's your favorite hop so no matter what there's going to be a sprinkle in all three beers that we're having uh, we'll have Amarillo. In them. So what about Amarillo? Gets you going. Man, it's got citrus. It's got a little dank to it, not a whole bunch. It's got orange, and it's how you use it, right? So, like, like where you use it, it's an all-around hop, right? Okay. And it's an old-world hop, too, right? Like, it's not, like, super new. Um, uh, you're never going to see an Amarillo trend, right? Like, okay. It's just well, maybe now we will. It's a, <laughs> it's just a work hard hop, man. Like it'll do exactly what you want it to do every single time. He's the guy in the back grinding. Nobody ever He's pays the attention guy in, to. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the guy on the road crew with the shovel. He's not <laughs> one of the ones standing around watching. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> not to bring awesome. in current Houston politics. Everybody's seen that, <laughs> especially here on Shepherd. Now, this yeah. is a beautiful beer to the eye, man. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's a super clean beer. Yeah. Um, so we're classifying this as what a, a, a session IPA. Session. So everybody's got their own takes on that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, is a session under five? Is a session what? So I typically think that a session is like under five. Sessions under five. Yeah, yeah. We do have a session called. What's up, man? Hey, buddy. Oh, 
No air conditioning needed out here. Yeah. I know, man. That's right. Yeah. Just beer and water. We're good to go. Good to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Thank you, sir. Hey, yeah. This hey. is one of the it's one of the joys of uh, doing the show on Shepherd. Yeah. Yes, sir. I tell you what, I don't have any money for you. Yeah, we got no pockets. All we got is water and beer. Did you? You want a Lone Star? Would you like a Lone Star? There you go. There you go. Maybe take some of the heat off. Yes. Oh yeah. Just tell everybody you got it from Hot Tub Beers. Lone Star. Lone Star. Oh, yeah, man. Does he have a Lone Star buckle on? Hell yeah. Texas Lone Star buckle on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Killing it. Yes, sir. There you go. Enjoy, man. Yeah. Have a good one, man. Thanks, have a good one. Salute. See you later. Salute. Oh, you're, you're all fine. good, man. Oh, man, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yes, sir. Oh, good. You're have all a right. good one, man. Thank you, man. We'll see you later. <laughs> have, have a good one. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, uh, Thanks. And if anybody walks up here and says, my diabetes, good. Let's 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 not hand him a candy. Salud. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's his blood pressure's high. We hand him a beer, right? Like, sorry. I don't know if we were helping. Him. It's, it's it's one of those those fun things about being out in the wild like this is you never know what you're gonna get. It's that little segment that y'all probably couldn't hear him. A gentleman just walked up to us and uh, couldn't understand completely what I said, but he's got his swear words down. So he doesn't speak English, but he's got his swear words down. So we he handed him a beer. Well, I mean, we're in, we're in, we're in a pool of water with beer. We got no food, no money in here. We just literally a pool of water. With beer, and uh, so I we gave him a beer. To make sure I didn't have my wallet in my pocket, though. Thank <laughs> <Did you? laughs> well, yeah. you. I've done that the, before. I was like, I, was I got like, oh, everything. Shit, yeah. Do I have my wallet? Hand, hand of the beer. He goes, "Oh, son of a beach." <laughs> <laughs> which which was the other name for our hot tub beer that we brewed? The son of a beach. Hijo de la playa. Um, Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did tub full of Simcoe just down the street. We did the homebrew competition at uh, Big Owl. Okay, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So tub full of Simcoe, and the alternate name was Hijo de la Playa, Son of the Beach. <laughs> <laughs> what was in that beer? It was it was uh, Golden Promise, Carapils, and just a shitload of Simcoe. Yeah, nice, man. Yeah, it was pretty good. I it wasn't just, too bad. We got third um, out of three. I know, we got third. <laughs> but we did get third. We were on the podium. So On the podium is all that matters. There were only three beers? There were only three inter- entries in that competition. What is going on, man? Like, like um, all the homebrew shops in Houston are shutting down. Like, I would have thought... Amazon. Through COVID. But <laughs> whenever I want to brew, whenever I was a homebrewer, and yeah. I was a homebrewer for about 
13 years. Some would argue that I still am. But yeah. Jeff, what's up, buddy? Hey, man. <laughs> you too, bud. See, this is what's going to happen. A lot of regulars are going to come. That's fine. Good. And we're going to do, yeah. They, they know that you're not a one-trick yeah. pony anymore. You yeah. also get in hot tubs. Exactly. With strange men. That I like to party. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we're the equivalent to the white van with candy. We're <laughs> a, a, a couple of dudes in the back of a hot tub with beer. Hey, man, you want to get in? <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I lost my beer. Can you help me find it? Oh it took, my gosh! It took me no less than twenty minutes with my wife. Like uh, now, now, what are you doing? They have a truck. It has a kiddie pool in the back, and you know it's the obvious wife question. Yeah. Any women? No. No. It's a kiddie pool in the back yeah. of a fucking. We, we've truck. had a we've had a couple <laughs> of females. About? Dime got in last time. Did Jake she really? Yeah, yeah. Dime oh. Reyes is a rep for a little below. She uh, got in. Dime and Taylor, Mariah. Uh, yeah, we've had a couple. We've had a couple of females. Not Lola. a lot. Not mm. a lot. But they've all left happy. Everyone. Well, I've said oh. that my whole life. That doesn't mean it's true. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to claim that. So. <laughs> it's on the internet now. It's it true. It is on the internet. It's true. So, tell me a little bit of the story behind Elder Son Brewing. All right. I'll tell you the whole story. All right. What it's you not got? not that long. Um, so, uh, how, all right. How I got into home brewing was um, uh, I met my wife, I guess, in 2009. We were friends for a couple of years. And then uh, we were married in 2010, February 20th, 2010, just so everybody knows that. I know that. Um, you heard it here. Yeah, <laughs> this man proof. knows his anniversary. So uh, I met her older brother Chris. I guess uh, early, early '09. Okay. And uh, he's a former rugby player. He's like six seven. Mountain of a dude. So you have no problem getting the malt moved around the, the building. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but. Um, I'm sitting down with him on a Saturday, and I'm asking him, like, hey, what are you into? Because I'm thinking, I'm, I'm going to ask this woman to marry me, you know what I mean? Um, I need this guy to like me. Yeah. If anybody likes me, I need it's this gotta be guy that one. to like me. So we're sitting around, and I'm like, what are you doing on the weekends, man? And he's got young kids, and uh, his nephews, my nephews now, too, uh, they were in late middle school early high school so he said on the weekends i play xbox with my nephews and i homebrew so no shit literally i drove back to houston that weekend um there used to be a homebrew shop in humble uh earlier than the grain cellar okay and uh that monday i drove i bought a homebrew kit and then I went and I bought. Dude, an you Xbox. love this woman. Yeah, and I well, and then I went and bought an Xbox 360. <laughs> Obviously, awesome. for brewing technique and Call of Duty, so that I could. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I suck at Call of Duty, but um, started to homebrew. Brewed my first was an IPA. Uh, grain was boiled. I'm pretty sure. Uh, no pH control, no water salts, nothing like that. Just yeah. a shit ton of hops. And, um, and yeah, so that started that about six years later, I started to really get into water chemistry, like uh -huh. really, like really getting into water chemistry. 
And then um, March of 2020, I'm sitting at my desk. So I worked in oil and gas for about 17 years. But in March of 2020, I'm sitting at my desk. Whole COVID thing is happening. Right. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, is the world ending? Is the world going crazy? And I'm going to be sitting at this fucking desk doing, doing this? Yeah. So, which, if anybody from my former company is listening, I loved my job. It just, there was no passion in it. You know what I mean? Right. And I come home and uh, my wife and I have a conversation and she's like, just do it. Let's open a brewery. So I talked to uh, three of my closest friends. Um, I got their investment in it, and uh, we started looking at spots. And uh, the first spot that I looked at was uh, just north of 610, sort of right around the corner from where Walking Stick is. Okay. And um, that was going to be a JV situation fell through. The actual name of that brewery was going to be Victory Oak. Okay. And that's where the tree came from, right? So I'm sitting at uh, lacrosse practice for my oldest boy. And uh, uh, my buddy Mike, who is one of the owners here as well, sends me a, uh, uh, like, what do you want the logo to be? I was like, ah, Oak Tree? So I Googled Oak Tree, and I was like, uh, free logos for oak trees. And I found our current logo, which is a free oak tree logo, just found off of Google. And um, that fell through. So then we started looking at uh, south of I-10, still inside the loop. Had another spot uh, right around the corner from Holler. That fell through. Um, And we had looked at this spot about three or four times, and I always said, it's too damn small. And it's still way too small, right? Yeah. But um, great location, great traffic, right? Yes. Um, so we came back and I said, man, if we knock down every single wall, we can probably make it work for a while. And uh, we didn't want to call it Fallen Oak, Victory Oak, anything like that. And, you know, um, early on... Uh, we were homebrewing in my driveway, and you know, you drink huge beers then, right? Yes. Big fucking beers. Whenever, you know. Um, the homebrew tastes better the more beer you drink yeah. while you're brewing. But all my buddies were sitting around in the driveway making beer, and, uh, you know, they ask, What would you name your brewery if you opened a brewery? Elderson. And that goes back to my dad used to. Uh, Whenever I was in middle school, anytime we went anywhere, he was like, this is my eldest son, Robert. Okay. Which is embarrassing for a 12-year-old. But whenever you're trying to name a brewery, that's a great name. It right? is cool. Yeah. So so uh, not as crazy of a story as everybody thinks that it might be, but, you know. Well, but that's kind of neat, man. That's that's that's, that's, a, that's a personal story. Like, that's a, that's a connection between you and your dad. Little. Does your does your dad come in and drink the beer? Uh, funny story. Uh, well, the first part's not funny. Okay, <laughs> he passed away in. Uh, oh shit! I'm sorry, dude. No, no, no. You're perfectly fine. Uh, he passed away eight years ago, but I do have um, the most 
highly hopped, aggressive fucking beer I make. Uh, he didn't like beer. He okay. wasn't a beer drinker. Jose Cuervo and coffee. Okay. Disgusting. Together or separate? Uh, he would sit at the bar, shot a Jose Cuervo. And a cup of coffee. A cup of coffee and a glass of water. Done. Oh I'm my in. Goodness. I'm in. I already love him. And a pack of cigarettes. Boom. Yep. Phenomenal is, guy. Yeah, yeah. That's great, dude. Hey, if you, know, if you know what you like, all right, go with it, man. Run. Jose, uh, hey, but at his funeral, everybody brought Jose Cuervo bottles. So I was shooting this shitty tequila for like hours. I was like, couldn't he have liked something better than this? You know, but <laughs> no. But anyway, uh, uh, I have a very uh, highly hopped, aggressive beer called Old Man Brad. Okay. And uh, it's all because, like, he didn't like beer, right? Uh-huh. So it's like, what's the most aggressive thing that I can make put on tap still? And, uh, hey, thanks, Paige. Of course. Thank what's, you, Mel. What's, what's, what's the most aggressive thing that we can have on tap that everybody's still going to drink? Old Man Brad. That's that's what we're Old calling. Man Brad is it there. Old Man Brad. That's and it's awesome, after dude. my dad, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. I love the story. That's kind of cool, man. It's you get the the soul of your dad flowed through the place. Yeah. That's that's kind of a beautiful thing. Now we're we're sipping on your mother is a hamster. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is the part of the podcast, Robert, where we get judgmental. I don't know if you're familiar with our rating scale. So Citro, whenever it warms up, it starts to get a little danky, huh? It does get a little bit danky. I was going to attribute that to the Amarillo. Because you said Amarillo gets a little bit dank. So here's Am my, I wrong? Well, a little bit, slightly. But okay. here's, here's my take on Citra. The more and more we move along with Citra, the more and more that it turns into mosaic. Does anybody agree with that? I, I, I can. If I'm sipping on this now that you said it, that makes sense to me. Citra's getting a little more catty, a little more litter box yeah. than it used to be. Yeah. Right? A little less citrus, a little more catty. And, like, as it warms up, yeah, a little cat piss in the cup. I don't know, man. Mosaic, to me, is just pure guava bombs now. It's just there's so much guava in it, it's hard to get everything else out of it. No blueberry? You think so? It's the guava. Right. Jake's guava sensitive. I, yeah, I hit He's a point where also, I, I tuned in to guava, and now I can't get rid of it. Oh, yeah? I just cannot get rid of it. But, I mean, I think that's kind of how flavors work is, like, you dial in on, like, recognizing a certain flavor and how it's utilized, yeah. and then that's all you think about. Do you like guava? Not really. I mean, yes and no. I like the clean, acidic, fresh guava. I don't like that kind of skunky, ripe guava. I was about to say, because uh, if you if you like guava... And your palate is like centered on guava right now. The whole craze right now with like, like uh, Star Party and thiols and stuff like that, right? Like, um, well, in the next segment, I want you to tell me about Star Party. Star Party is a thialized yeast. Oh, that's just the name of the uh, yeast. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, Omega, we got yeah, that. Yeah. But um, uh, hops and. Mash thiols and have we gone too far? Fermentation thiols and stuff like that, but have that's where you're going to get with. a lot of guava. Right? Yeah, have we gone too far in the brewing industry now that we have phantasm powder and thialized yeast and and all these? Because yeasts are starting to get like these specialized crazy names too. Have we gone too far? I don't think so, but I do have a take on that. How much okay. further are we going? Um, well, have we ruined everybody by? Uh, the the 
the like hop wars of the early 2000s where Stone was like I got a 200 IBU beer and it's like that ain't even fucking possible but whatever yeah you know what I mean so we killed everybody uh, in the early 2000s with like arrogant bastard high IBU stuff right and then we got into the sour craze right and then we went the complete opposite on hazies where it's like no bitterness whatsoever all fruity right yeah so we've been on kind of a roller coaster whenever it comes to a drinking palate you know what I mean like ruin your palate hey guys <laughs> what's going on man oh yeah no, no it's just yeah. three dudes in a hot bed of a truck <laughs> <laughs> but like um, like uh, it's been a roller coaster right and I would say the general public, their palate is going back to is going back to malt, from what okay. I'm seeing. But you have to ease them into malt, yeah. Right? Because now you've got some people who their palate is completely wrecked, right? And you give them like, like you know, here's an amber ale, and they're like, ah, it's crazy malt. And I'm like, no, it's not, man. It's really not. Yeah. But uh, I think that, that, like, we're moving a little bit closer back to the normal stuff. Yeah. I think so. Well, I think, you know, to bring it back to your mother's a hamster, I think that beard feels like it's back to the normal stuff. That beard doesn't feel like it's too high or too low. There's a nice malt backbone to it that I really enjoy. The, this, the, the limited hops that you're using, right? So it doesn't become this hop bomb that overwhelms you with kind of yeah. crazy flavors. You get great citra flavor out of it i do like that accent of the the amarillo in there it is no. it's it's really really nice man i enjoy it and so on the hot tub beers we've rated we've we've developed the industry standard of rating beers i don't know if the industry's caught up with us yet we we tend they to will. be uh we tend to be leaders in our field so uh well we're good because untapped has not oh, settled in on an actual rating scale yet. you know what can get the fuck off our coat <laughs> hold on as far as i'm concerned I, I love untapped as a platform for information i hate it on the the uh platform for reviewing for reviewing i'm gonna be honest most people don't deserve to review because it's like i don't like sours this beer gets a uh, a one is that well what step? why are you rating it is that the next step for us that we create a app that's a platform for reviewing beer i think yes i think uh, well it hold shouldn't on be hard let's get some it let's get some lawsuits in us before we start making apps yeah yeah we still don't have yeah. our season to let's yet. get some There's lawsuits a lot of going. trouble that we have not gotten into yet that we need to prerequisite to this so on the zero to four scale, zero is this beer is horrible. We need to burn the brewery down. It can't be produced again. Have you given a zero? Before? We have not given a zero. No. We've gotten some low ones, and we haven't in released front them. Of the brewer. They're in the vault. No, that's yes, yes. Who? Oh, Kelly yeah, Meyer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He he did go low no, on Kelly Meyer. Well, I've I've gone low on a lot because the whole point is candidacy, right? Like you want to be candid Correct. with it, as you want to be honest and true. Otherwise, why are we doing this? No, I agree, but I will say this: that beer ends up getting rated higher when you're sitting with the brewer. When you're on the hot tub, and I'm a firm believer in the fact that company conversation and environment changes things, right? If you're having fun, it's going to taste better. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, 110%. This, though, your mother was a hamster is wrecking your palate for the next beer. It's wrecking my palate? Well, that's my, that's, we've been drinking all day. I don't think we but, can uh, do any more fault. damage. But that's okay because we have a palate cleanser as well Okay, to, good. to, to handle that. So four is I need this every time I get in the hot tub. Sure. So your mother is a hamster, Jake. 
I'm gonna throw you under the well, bus. Your father first. smells stuff as elderberries. It is just, a hot he might. day beer. Yeah, it is a hot day beer. That's a, and, I'll and start. I'm, glad, I'm gonna say you, I'm glad you started with it because it is a hot day beer. Go I'll, ahead, I'll start. Um, I'm gonna compare this to another beer in in just a second, which blows me away that I'm gonna do it. But it's it's fantastic. Um, it doesn't really need a, a style. Uh, it's just good brew. But if you were to style it. Uh, I honestly just think it's just like classic pale ale. Uh, oh, I'm right there with you, actually. And it is, I have more to say about this. But and it's <laughs> it's not the modern interpretation of like a low body, high bitterness pale ale. It's like a classic, well balanced pale ale. Um, I love the combination of hops you did on it. It's super refreshing. Uh, definitely, when it, in, in terms of pale ales, it's the patio pounder. Uh, it really reminds me of Sierra Nevada's Pale Ale, right? Which is a big freaking thing to say because at the end of the day, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale is always good every time. It's the same freaking beer it's yeah. been for decades. It's a good freaking beer. This is audience, right up there. It looks nothing like it a does Sierra. look. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking flavor here. Yeah, okay, flavor, okay, good. flavor here. But I mean, it's it's just so well balanced. It's not over the top. It's not aggressive, but it's not underwhelming. It's just it's perfect. Yeah. There's citrus in there. There's a, a Perfect carbonation. I mean, served out of a plastic cup, and it's blowing me away. So either, yeah, thanks, e- either I really like you, or this beer is good. And <laughs> <laughs> we just, I'm not, gonna, so. yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna go, uh, I'm gonna go three point nine. Three point. Wow. Yeah, I know. I, 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 we're, we're kicking ass. You started it. You know, listen, I, I agree. I agree with most of everything that you said. It doesn't remind me of Sierra Nevada's Pale Ale. I just, I think Robert mentioned the, the. Uh, what do you call it? The, the look of the beer. It's a lot lighter. It's a lot cleaner, crisper looking than Sierra Nevada's Pale Ale. But it to me, it carries a different bitterness than that beer. Um, this one is a little bit more citrus to me. Um, but it doesn't overwhelm at all. Like it is, It's like you said before, it's a patio pounder. When I'm drinking that beer... It, it's I, I, this is going to sound really stupid, but I just feel like I'm drinking beer. I'm not, there's nothing pretentious about it. There's just good flavors in there that are lined up well, that are balanced well. I, I think it's really cool the kind of sprinkle of Amarillo to kind of add oh, a little yeah. bit of complexity without without making the beer something that a beer snob is going to sit there and pick apart into a million and one pieces. Like it's simple and complex all at the same time. I love it. I, I was going to go. I don't man. I, I was going to go about. Three seven five on that one. Oh, Three yeah. seven five on that one. I like it. That's something that I would come back to Elder Sun for. A three seven five is what that beer is supposed to be. You know what I mean? Son of a gun! I so, nailed it, Jake. So well, well, no, no, no. I think it came okay. out fantastic. You could have said three, and I would have told you that that's what that beer is supposed to be. So that beer is one <laughs> of the series, right? Okay. Shapeshifter. Your mother was a hamster, and there's a new one. That should be coming out here in about a month or so. It's called Not Original. And instead of Mosaic and Citra or Citra and whatever, it's uh, Centennial okay. and Cascade. Okay. So here's the thing, right? Is that I think uh, we all get lucky, right? Yes. We all get lucky. And I think that I nailed down a hop schedule. For this style of beer. Okay. So I've got three beers that are all two-row, a little bit of carafoam, right? Because everybody loves lacing now, you know what I mean? Yes. So just a little bit of carafoam, all two-row, and then um, uh, you'll notice that uh, Shapeshifter, your mother was a hamster, not original, 64 IBUs, and it's okay. all the same schedule. 
the same hop schedule on the hot side, the same um, the usually the same schedule on the cold side dry hop as well. Okay. Right, and it's just messing with which hops do I want to mess with, right? Centennial is another hop that I'm a huge fan of. Um, as a society, we've gotten way too far f from the sea hops, right? Okay. Centennial, your Cascade, your Columbus, right? Like, like those are the hops that made everybody, you know what I mean? So, um, whereas now, a lot of people are like Idaho 7 or, or something like that. And I, hey, I just bought, you know, 80 pounds of... Yeah, we're good. I... You know, 80 pounds of, you know, weird, really trendy hops, you know? So, but I don't make a lot of beer over 7%. Okay. Elder Sun is where I want you to come in and I want you to have three or four beers. And then I want you to go have a great night, right? Yeah. But I do have some people that are like, when are you going to make like a big beer? And I'm like, well... My goal is not to like, like, serve you beer that's going to screw you up. You know what I mean? Like, right. I want you to come in, sit at the bar, enjoy the experience. Monday through Friday, I'm here. Like, I'll be at the bar. I'll shoot the shit with you. Nice. Right? Um, but like, like, all right. Everybody gives. Uh, all right. All of the beers that, whenever you walk through the aisle at the grocery store you're like I can't let anybody know that I'm actually that that like what's a beer hold on a second uh hopadillo okay hopadillo how do you feel whenever you put a 12 pack of hopadillo in your cart at the grocery store well I don't yeah <laughs> it's a great beer though it's, it's, it's a good beer support local yeah. No, 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 no. Look, 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 look. Okay. <laughs> I'm just pulling your chain look, here. Look, 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 look. But, but, here's how I am, all right? On a Saturday night, sitting on the couch with my kids, with my wife. Right. Order a movie on Amazon. Uh -huh. That's whenever I go into my fridge and I grab a beer that I ain't sharing, right? Okay. Those are the beers that I'm not sharing. Okay. But, you know. Everybody sitting around the pool at the house, uh, sitting like, like, hey, you're not having this stuff, but I'm going to have a great time here with you drinking Art Car, yeah. Papadillo, right? Amber Ale, uh, like those types of beers, right? Like th those are the type of beers where if you get on said app and you rate it a 325... Uh, if your mother was a hamster was on the app as a three and a half three two five with uh -huh. you know nine thousand ratings yeah i'd be tickled man i'd yep. be fucking happy as shit because that's what that beer is right yeah now going to that the next beer is little belly okay which is uh uh, one of our hazy series here. Little Belly is a 5.3 okay. hazy pale ale. 
Well, before we go too deep into a little bit, I want to yeah. come back to uh, your mother was a Hampshire. You said you sure. nailed the hop schedule on that one. Oh, it's nailed. So, as as a <laughs> as a brewer, as owner of Elder Son, where does it rate on a scale of zero to four to you? Like four is perfection. I'm not tweaking anything to this beer ever. This is the way it stays. Four. I'm done with it. Really? That's. I awesome. love that. I love it. Love yeah. it. Hell yeah. Shapeshifters the same. Okay. And there aren't a whole lot of beers that I can say that about, right? Because always tweaking. Yes. Uh, Shapeshifter, Your Mother Was a Hamster, Midi Back, Yeller Weller, which is my milk stout that okay. I've been making for th- over a decade. Those beers are done. There are no changes to them, right? I'm not going to do a mango, Your Mother Was a Hamster. <laughs> I'm not going to do... Uh, you Mandarin? I'm yeah. not going to do an orange shapeshifter or anything like that. Jake's I'm, requesting a guava version. Just pure guava. That way I can watch everybody else drink it. If somebody walks through this door and says, Robert, I want to buy your brewery and your IP for $150 million, and then I want to make everything mango, I'd be like, you do you. $150 <laughs> million, I'm in. <laughs> I'd have taken 30 bucks in a taco, but whatever you want to do. Yeah, $150 million in a mango will do it as well. You but, know what I do but, have. But... Uh, <laughs> No, I mean, on that comment. Okay. <laughs> Love Street Citrus. Have you had it? I have not. No. Oh, you should have it. Is it good? I mean, get a little tipsy uh-huh. and sit in your pool and then drink that beer. Yeah. And send me a text and tell me you don't like it. Okay. Well, I mean, what this about... Uh, we, need to do, we need to do it on the live. What about the Art Car variant, though? The Art Car variant with... Uh, I don't think it was orange. I think it was... It was Valencia oranges. Yes, it was Valencia. There you go. Yes. That one they hated making, but honestly, I loved it. Well, okay, speaking of beer that never changes, in your hand you got a Lone Star. This is the official, unofficial palate cleanser of uh, hot tub beers. This is what I drink at home. Is it real? Okay, that was so the that question. Was be the question. I have a 12-pack like, of Lone Star the, uh, at home. So when you're Robert, not drinking Hopadilla or Love Street... Did we just become best we friends? We just became best friends. <laughs> <laughs> This is the go-to. This is the go-to of hot tub beers. Either, Cheers, sir. Either Lone Star or Negro Modelo. Nice. I can get down with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'm more of a Victoria person, but, you know, I'll, I'll drink some Negro Modelo. Victoria is a good beer. It's yeah, expensive. It beer. It's so expensive for what it is. All those beers, like, five years ago were cheap as shit. Yeah. Those now, are, like, $15, $16 uh, six-packs. I know. It makes me sad. So we're going to take a break here. We're going to cleanse our palate just a little bit. Sure. And then we're going to come back with Little Belly, the hazy beer that we've got in our hands next. Yeah. Hot tub beer fans, are you looking to buy, sell, or lease a home with or without a hot tub? Hugh Height, the Texas beer realtor, is who you need to call to help with all your real estate needs. Hugh knows hops and Hugh knows houses. That's txbeerrealtor.com or 281-939-8182. Welcome back to Hot Tub Beers. Welcome back. Here we are. So, we just finished in an interesting break. We had a lot going on. We had a lot going on over the break. Several people came and visited. The Heights Citizen of the Year. Heights Citizen of the Year. <clears throat> I don't even know what that means. Like, what did he do? Did he save, like, a baby from a burning building? I or think is if, he just... Oh, I think if the mayor the of Houston dies, he's the mayor. 
I think it's the, the mayor. That's how I it works. What that the is. citizen of yeah. the Heights becomes the mayor of Houston. I like these oh. odds. I, I need to move to the Heights and become a citizen. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that's what happens. Yeah. The, the, there is a there's a super unique vibe in the Heights. Yeah. Like people just they're they're randomly like the homeless guy is walking <laughs> to get a Lone Star, but there's also the citizen of the Heights. Walking down, who might grab some groceries from Kroger, drink a beer while he's in Kroger, Someone come across, to have a conversation with some guys in the back of a truck. Yeah, someone that, that wants to put their dogs in our. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Water. We had people offered to put their dogs, let their dogs go swimming with us. There he is. There he is. He's drinking a uh, a little belly as well. So okay, so that's what we have in our hands. You so said little belly. Little belly. So there's three. L I L. L I L Lil Belly. Lil Belly. There's three bellies. Brew Belly, which was uh, the start of it all. It's oh, we six... have an episode with your Brew Belly. Yeah, with uh, Andreas. Yes, that's right. What'd y'all think of that? I don't remember. How did that was that at Frost Town? Yeah, it was at Frost. Well, okay, Town. that's what I left. Um, it was us, Cowboy Kyle, me, Andreas, and Cowboy Kyle. Um, I remember it rating above a three. Nice. I remember it being very. Now, don't quote me because it it's been, been a while. It was it was very pineapple-y. Uh, yeah. It was, but it was really good flavor. Uh, I'm super. I'm not super into hazies, me but either. I dug that one because it didn't feel like I was chewing on that beer. I didn't feel like I had a mouthful. Yeah, of yeast. totally. So the name comes from the main hop. Okay. Brew one is the main hop, and it's like super pineapple-y, right? Okay. And then we've also oh, got man, a, I've uh, got a good memory. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Super pineapple. The the dry hop is uh Amarillo. <laughs> okay. And brew one, right? Okay. The hot side is uh Citra Eldorado and Galaxy. Okay. The Holy Trinity whenever it comes to hazies. Um Little Belly is exactly the same, right? Just a little less uh so Here's what I think. The higher ABV you get with the hazies, the not easier it is making it more forgiving maybe though. Okay. So like higher alcohol is always going to add more body and it's going to also add a little bit of sweetness as well. Okay. Right. Whenever you're under the 7% mark, you kind of have to work just to get like more body more sweetness, like all of that other stuff, right? And yes. then once you go over the 7% mark, it's a little easier, maybe. Um, yeah. Lil Belly is a 5.3% hazy pale ale. And I had somebody on Untap mention great color on the hazy. I want more hop out of it. And I wanted to write him and say, it's a pale ale. It's not a hazy IPA. It's a pale ale, right? Right. This is a crusher. Drink nine of these. Yes. Right? And that sort of goes back to what I said in the last segment is that, like, I want to make more beer that you can just crush and drink, like, four or five of them. You know what well, I mean? Well, and, and I'll be honest, like, with, with hazies, I don't typically think of hazies as a crusher. They're not. But this one has a... A lighter body. The body is lighter than what it looks. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's, if if I'm looking at this one, now. it it looks like 
it, it's a little warm now. Yeah. But it doesn't suck warm. It's it's uh it, it's not great warm either. So. <laughs> it's really not bad warm. I'm I, honestly I no, like it. No, it's not. I I do like it. It's 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 mellow. It's very subdued. It's like you said. It's a crusher. Like this this hazy it's a higher design. carbonation too than you usually get with hazies. You know. What well, doesn't come off as a juice bomb? Yeah. It, it it still tastes like an IPA. Mm. It, it's it's still there. It's still I don't I don't know how to explain. It. I'm, I'm stumbling over my words here, Jake. Help me out. Like there's there's how do I say it. It, it, it's not when I think hey, it's not chewy. It's one of the, correct. Okay, it's not chewy. Go. It's not. It's not like oat flake to hell. It's like it's yeah. just a hazy good beer. So go. I don't use flaked oats. I use malted oats. Okay. Flaked barley more than flaked oats. Okay. Right. So um, that's kind of me going down the Scott Janish hallway. You know what I mean. Explain more. Who's Scott Janish? I'm lost. Who's Scott Janish? Son of a bitch. It's like the Jesus of hazy IPAs. <laughs> no, he's uh, he's he's in the Northeast. Uh, he started a small brewery called Sapwood Cellars, and okay. uh, he literally wrote a book on hazy IPAs. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. Now I know. Great ideas. And and you and you followed those ideas here. Well, uh, it's very scientific. Like science-oriented articles, right? Okay. So yeah, I read his articles every time he comes out with a new article. Yeah, for sure. So Scott Janish is going to be part of your beer journey. You're learning from him and I mean, he, reading his articles. He has been for the past like six or seven years. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we we got a little hint of I like to like, Robert and how you got into it yeah. by learning how to homebrew to kind of impress the brother-in-law. To yeah. get to get where you're going, but obviously this became more of a uh, passion than it did just a side hobby to impress the brother-in-law. What was the catalyst for that? What made it switch to where you're like, oh shit, I could do this for a living? So like a little bit of OCD, and then like uh, so for all the home brewers out there, once you once you get really into like water chemistry, okay, your pH and stuff like that. Um, you turn the corner, right? Whereas uh, we all know this is true, so hopefully I'm not like saying shit to anybody. Yeah. But uh, you can tell if a beer is a homebrew beer or if it's not, right? True. There's that like little hint of something going on. You know what I mean? Except yeah. for patience, but yes. Well, he should start a brewery. He should have started a brewery like three or four years he ago. He won't. You know what I mean? He won't. No, he yeah, won't. Yeah, it's yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. But I 100% agree. There, there's always that something Amazing. different. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of it does start with, with water. And then the second thing is cleanliness. Yeah, most definitely. So, but water chemistry. All right. Your pH of your mash can do a whole lot of things, right? And it's a big range, right? Yes. Five point. Uh, Three to five point six, maybe five point two if you want to go like like super dry, light body. You know what I mean? But um, so where 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 you fall in your mash there, you can add more body or less body, and you can make it like more crispy, less crispy. But um, once you start making your beer for other people, like you really have to watch that, right? Because listeria can live in frozen settings you know what i mean right your ph 
uh, don't talk about that with Bluebell. Really yeah. starts to matter, you know what I mean? We just we just threw a cloud over Bluebell just now. Yeah, just a little bit of shade. <laughs> so, but um, uh, yeah, I mean, water chemistry. So, whenever you're home brewing and you go to the grocery store and you get spring water and everything like that, right? So, um, your mash is probably fine because it's a. Uh, lower ph so you're going to fall into that range yeah but like are you really getting what you want to get out of that right so on hazies uh where do you add all the chloride for your mouthfeel do you add it in the mash do you add it in the boil right so like when to add that um is uh is uh that's what moved me into like maybe i can like maybe i can actually sell this stuff you know what i mean okay so but um i've got six water books that i've read (laughs) really yeah yeah Yeah, i mean um we live in a time where you can watch youtube for 80 hours and probably learn how to build a house you know what i mean yeah so just you know hundreds of hours of watching YouTube and some of that shit you listen to and you're like, oh, great perspective. You're absolutely fucking wrong, but good perspective. Maybe maybe I'll think about that and I'll go down another route and I'll learn more about that. Yeah. But then you read multiple books and it's like, and it's like reading a textbook half the time, right? Like, like it's like... It's like the draft manual. It's dry as hell, You're but you still bamboo, you, you still can't yeah. get away from it. You're like, oh, I, I yeah. love this, but also I hate this, yeah. but I love it. But um, I got to the point where I had uh, nine taps in my garage, and I had a one-barrel system. Oh, shit. I was making 30 gallons at a time in my garage, right? Yeah. Uh, um. And then leading up to this, so the eight months while we were looking for a location, uh, in my one barrel system, I, I was making, uh, I was making mainly 12 gallon batches. And there were times where I had, uh, shoot eight buckets going at a time, probably Oh shit! all buckets too. Really? Yeah. Like I never spent money on the. Stainless steel. All the conicals or any of that? I have one conical. Uh huh. That uh, I actually told Chris over at Laser, I was like, if you want it, it's yours, man. I'm never <laughs> going to use it again. But uh, yeah, it was just uh, all buckets. I had like eight buckets going. That is just awesome. Writing on the top of them. Yeah. And literally, I would uh, throw them into the keg, I would carbonate them, I would drink like. No more than three pints. Yeah. And then I would throw them in the front yard. Wow. Yeah. How is the grass doing? Grass is doing amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Mine is dead, 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 dead. So all I need to do is brew beer and feed it. Just brew some some beer and throw it in the grass. But yeah, so like leading up uh, over the eight months where we were looking for a location and we were doing renovation everything like that i probably brewed 60 beers wow yeah i was just like 
head to work, sneak out of work early around like three, head home, start brewing around four. I would go to bed maybe one or two a.m., wake up, go to work, come home. And like while you're at work, right, working on like, what if I added a little bit of this, right? And a lot of the time of the eight beers that were in the buckets, right? Three of them were the same beer. Okay. Right? Like, all right, so I used a, I used uh, malted oats here, flaked oats here, more chloride in the boil here, blah, blah, blah. Like, all the notes were on there. Uh-huh. And then you would try it and say, I like that, but I don't like that. And then the next one. For my hazies, it was about... 56 recipes is what I worked through. Oh, shit, dude. For my hazies. And that's where that came out of. So that's just like a lighter version of the main hazy. Okay. Now, I work off of that main recipe for most of my hazies. I'll be completely honest. There's not a whole lot. Like, it's just hop differences. You know what I mean? Yes. So... Which, that's not a secret. A lot of people do that, you know? So, okay, so you talked about this is a lighter version of the uh, the main hazy, which is brew belly. So this is little belly. So what what are you doing to make it the lighter version? Um, so uh, my mash temperature, I drop my mash temperature down to 150. My pH in the mash is just under... Five four and then less grain. Okay. Yeah. Is this the Michelob Ultra of hazy? Well, you don't want. I don't think, at least, you don't want a a hazy that's five point three percent. That's um, that's like super thick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're getting that hazy pale ale, five point three percent. Again, this is another one of those sitting out at the pool or at the lake and you want to be the guy that's not drinking seltzer or Michelob, you know what I mean? Right. You you want to be the guy that's like, hey, what's he drinking? That shit looks good. Yes. No, and, and as you're drinking it, you mentioned hanging out by the pool, hanging out outside. As you're drinking it, it is definitely warmed up a little bit. Yeah. But... If I'm sitting drinking this by the pool, we're going to expect a certain bit of it to warm up a little bit because yeah, totally. we're out in the sun, right? So it's not always going to be ice cold. This one, as it warms up, I still enjoy the character of it. It gets a little danky, too, a little bit, huh? It does a little bit. I, I think that is the Amarillo coming through. I've, I've never thought about it, right? Because I don't really, like, like, like have the beer and then say, oh, I'm going to let it warm up to like 80 degrees and yeah. then I'm going to try it. So I don't know what it's going to do whenever it warms up to 80 degrees, but, uh, but, um, yeah. So when you sprinkle in the Amarillo, do you salt bay that or like, are you like, <laughs> like a fairy godmother, like kind of like spritzing it a little everywhere? Like, how are we doing that? If I was doing a smaller batch, I would salt bay it. But, uh, is it whole cone or, or what are we, pelletized all or pellets? Yeah. yeah. Um, just had to ask. You never know if you just like straight up got like the connect, you know? No. So like that's a good question for me to like say. Hey, so like all the homebrewers out there, I'm brewing on a three and a half barrel system. Okay. So we have uh, four three and a half barrel unis and then we have uh, three seven barrel unis. So 
we double batch a lot. Um, we're about to upgrade to a seven barrel system. Okay. And we're gonna drop probably two of the three and a half barrel unitanks and move to more seven barrels, maybe one 10 barrel as well. Um, but, uh, sorry, 15 barrel. Um, but, uh, no, on a, like even on a three and a half barrel brew, sprinkling would be less than three pounds as a sprinkle. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which that was a shock to the fucking system, man. Whenever I was home brewing and I was like, oh, three ounces, six ounces, seven ounces. Whenever I was like writing the checks for, you know, 80 pounds of hops and it's like, God damn, how do people make money doing this? Dude. Hops, I mean, my hop bill last month was over 2600 bucks, I guess. Oh, good Lord. Which, if any of the, like, like large breweries were listening. They're laughing at you. They're laughing at me, flipping me off as I drive by and shit like that. But, like, you know, for a small guy like me, that's... That's significant. That's payroll, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... So, on this beer, on a zero to four, I enjoy it. It is something that I would sit by the pool and drink. It is that, it, it's, it's got that sexy look to it. It's got that hazy look to it. But as I'm drinking it, I'm not filling up on this beer. No. Though it, it's not, like, it, it's got to look like it might, but it doesn't at all. No, it It well. drinks like, it's got a lighter mouth body than what it, or not mouthfeel than what it feels, or what it looks like, excuse me. So I'm looking at it, it looks heavy, I'm drinking it, it drinks super light. I enjoy the beer. It's not a juice bomb, which is what scares me about hazies. I don't want a bunch of juice. I don't want a bunch of yeast in my mouth. This one is, it's its light. It feels clean to me. Yeah. Um, it looks dirty, feels clean. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's a little more carbonated too, right? So you get a little bit more of that uh, refreshingness. Okay. I don't know if that's a word. Yes. Refreshingness, but yeah. I'm going to go on this one. I'm going to go 3.45. I like this one. That's what this beer is, man. This was something I would would go to. This is something I would bring a 12-pack out to the pool and ice down and sit there and party with the nieces and nephews all day long with this beer. That's one of the beers that we're going to start. So we'll start uh, our canning runs probably either late this month or early next month. Okay. And that's one of the beers that we're going to can. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. For sure. What do you think, Jake? 3.65. Uh, What's wrong with I, the high? I, I, well, you know what? The, the biggest thing is when I, when I rate these things, I don't, I'm not really rating on how much I like it myself. And don't get me wrong, that comes into account. But the biggest thing is there is uh, balance. So everything we've had so far has got an extreme amount of balance. It's well-brewed. There's no flaws. It's super drinkable. Uh, for being a hazy, uh, but on the session side, it's very, very, it's in a very peculiar spot. Because a lot of people that produce more drinkable uh, session hazies, it ends up like being a weird thin body, but like a high residual mouthfeel. Yeah, yeah. This one has uh, a low residual mouthfeel, uh, a higher body. It's It's got 
kind of everything you're looking for in a lower ABV session. Wow. So Love overall, it. it's well brewed. It's on par for what it sounds like, what you're going for, but it's on par for what the average consumer wants. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you can drink a shitload of them. So yeah, three point yeah. six five. It's good. It's awesome. good. I, I think the other one uh, definitely has a little bit of a leg up. Uh, I mean, the comparison to Sierra Nevada Pale Ale yeah. is it's drinkability, it's <laughs> yeah. balance, and the majority of the time that's it. When you when you push an unbalanced beer, uh, but it comes out really well, it's because it's for a particular set of people. But when you push balance and, uh, and like an o- overall like synergistic viewpoint of all the ingredients, it's it's an everybody beer, and that's freaking cool. Yeah. yeah so. Th- one of the things that you said makes a whole lot of sense, right? Like, um, but everything else was trash. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, all of it was great. But, uh, hey, Brad, come on. But uh, that's one of our uh, main regulars. That's Brad driving the Mustang. Is that a 5.0? That's a 5.0 Bullet Edition Mustang. Oh shit! Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's legit. Anyway, um, uh, so I lost all fucking train of thought. What was I saying? You said something about me having one good idea out of all that. Yes, yeah. right. Um, no, I liked everything that you said, but uh, like high drinkability. You know what I mean? Like, like, like that's really what I'm shooting for. I think where you can really get into, you know, uh, narrow audience, that's what stouts are for, right? Okay. At least for me. And Yeller Weller is my milk stout that I've been making for over a decade, right? That beer is... uh, I love that beer, right? Um, I'll never make any changes to it. I'll add to it I'll do like weird shit to it but recipe wise it'll never change but I think that's where the creativity can come into and I see where where like there are a lot of other spots who choose hazies are one of those other routes right sours are another route hazies sours stouts they're really open to like high creativity Okay. Right? Yeah. Do whatever you want to with it. Um, if you've got a good recipe starter, it's probably it's probably going to work out, right? But but that's not what I'm trying to do here. So I'm trying to just make really like like a lot of beer easily approachable and then whenever I want to sort of create a group, right? I can do that with stouts, I think. Okay. More than I would with hazies. So on a zero to four scale with this little belly, with what you're trying to create, this approachable beer that you could have lots of that, that that's very sessionable, is where does this fit for you? I mean it's a three two five beer if we're talking about on the app. And Fuck that's untapped. exactly where it should be. Well but that's out but, of five and but, we but, all know that that's bullshit. But but on a scale of one to four as to did I achieve what I was trying to achieve? Yes. Three seven five. Nice. Hell yeah. So yeah, what's yeah. the tweak? What's what's the point two five? The tweak would be the tweak would be dry hop. Just to get a little more flavor out of it. I like that. Or like, I like that maybe idea. maybe lowering uh, maybe lowering my whirlpool temp just to get a little 
more aroma out of it. Hey, thanks, Paige. Now, this is the beer. Oh, this is the beer? So I got great stories about this. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back. After Brewbelly, we're going to drink the beer. The beer. Are you looking for a house with a hot tub so you can be just like us? If so, you need to call Hugh Height, the Texas beer realtor. He's a craft beer fan looking to help out his fellow hopheads any way he can with their real estate needs. That's Hugh Height, txbeerrealtor.com or 281-939-8182. We're going. We're going. It's rolling. Welcome Hello. back to Hot Tub Beers. We got we got the beer in our hand. That's what you described well, this well, beer to uh, us as as it came out. So this is this is a departure from the things that we were having prior. Uh, this is a an amber beer. Right now it's the beer. So um, if you come in Monday through Friday, okay, I I'm always here Monday, Monday through Friday, usually brewing three or four times a week, and uh, uh, if I am. You'll see me run up to the bar and I'll grab like a half pour or something or something like that. Okay. And this is usually the beer that I get. This is Midi Back. It's a, it's a, it's an amber ale. Okay. All American amber ale too. It's not uh, like like uh, it's not English. It's 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 not going to be super sweet or nutty. Uh, the hops that are in this are Centennial and. Amarillo. Okay. Nice. So, it's, so yeah, yeah. So I, I it's. I think that's sexy, dude. There's this thread through all the beers. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. the thread is named Amarillo. That's amazing. That is kind of cool. So this beer right now, it looks like whenever she poured it, we we might have just swapped the keg, and the keg was a little jostled because this beer is um, is usually crystal clear. Okay. With an amber hue. Um, but the story behind this is that, um, so my family and I, we're all snowboarders. So we typically go to Steamboat uh, once a year, usually february Okay. And we went to Steamboat this year. The brewery was open. And, uh, you know, in Colorado, it's not hard for you to find an amber. Yep. Here in Houston, it's a little hard to find an amber. Yes, you know? it is. Um and if you do, it's an amber lager. It's not really... Anyway, th- this is a malt bomb amber ale. Um, it's going to be malty up front, a little caramel, a little toffee. It's going to finish more dry than you would expect with a little bit of a hoppiness as well to it. That is... That is a weird-looking car. It's a Lotus, isn't it? It's is a Lotus. Is I yeah. think I know. I think he's. I saw like literally twenty percent of that car at most. This is this okay? So I love the Heights, right? So we're outside of the Heights. We have Lotuses driving by. We have Bullet Edition. This uh, is one of my regulars. It really? Yeah, yeah. He'll walk up in just a second. That yeah. is crazy. He actually races cars. This is really anyway, cool. yeah, yeah. I didn't so, know anybody raced a Lotus. Uh, he races Lotuses and a Porsche that he has. Nice. Sturgy is his last name. Sergi. Sergi is his last Sergi. name. Sorry. Um, but I was in Colorado, and I said, why don't I have an amber? 
Sergi! I'm taking it out for its quarterly drive. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to the track today, but oh, yeah. it looked like it was going to rain, so just come over here and have a beer. It's Why? sunny oh, over yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Good. What are you guys doing? Podcast? Podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks, yeah, Sergi. Anyway, yep. uh, that's what you get in the Heights, by the way. Yeah. So, um, I drank Ambers for like an entire week in Steamboat, Colorado. And um, on the plane ride home, um, I was like, man, I'm going to write an Amber recipe. So, on the plane ride home, I wrote the malt recipe for this. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, and then for about three weeks, I messed with the water profile and everything like that. Yeah. And then, uh, th- then we brewed it. It turned out like, like, like this does not happen often. We brewed it and there's not a, there's nothing that I would actually swap on this beer. Nothing that I would change. And, uh, this is the one beer that we're actually sending off to the great American beer fest. Oh, nice. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. First of all, I want to say thank you for continuing to brew an amber. There are several ambers in the Houston area that I've enjoyed that they'll discontinue because they're not selling well at Ridgeback. They don't sell well. Ridgeback, I thought, was a beautiful beer from No Label. In fact, that was the only beer from No Label that I would drink for a very long time. Now it's discontinued. Well, you're like one of ten people that say that. Well, that's because I'm smarter than everybody else. But that's that's, that's beside the point. If you were to sit down with any of my servers, they would say... We don't sell, well, midi-back sales, but we don't sell a whole lot of midi-back. Okay. Because uh, that's how it feels, right? But if I show you the numbers, it's our number three beer. Really? I, I have to say yeah, this, yeah. though. I think it's uh, Amber is a home brewer's beer, like style-wise. It's, it's a home brewer's beer, but anytime they taste a good one, they're uh, they're a little offended that they can't make it as good as well, so they don't drink it. Is that what it all that's what it is? Is it really? So oh, yeah. here, let me let's, I've, let's I've, make I've a had a lot of service announcement. So public service announcement. All you pretentious home beer home brewers that are not drinking good amber ales, you're missing out, man. Yeah, fuck you. Buy amber ales. Also, on 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 top of that, Oktoberfest is coming. Thank you. Uh, I know you're aware Please do not come in and tell me what you think a real Oktoberfest is. I'm just, I'm tired of hearing it every year. So, what Jake, is... a real Oktoberfest is. What is Go ahead. a real Oktoberfest? Where do you want to start? Because we're going to do a whole episode on this. So, I have three Oktoberfest beers that I'm making. Okay. One is a... One is a Spars beer. Okay, a Schwartz. Schwartz, yep. Yeah. No tea. One is a Schwarz beer. One is a Munich Hellas, but I'm not going to be able to lager it long enough, so it's going to be a Keller beer. Okay. Okay. Because that's all a Keller beer is, is a young, a young lager, right? Okay. And then the other one's going to be a Marzen. Okay. So are you calling all three of those Oktoberfest? Well, that's my Oktoberfest lineup. Lineup. Okay. Okay. See, that's where we draw the line. Because here's the the, the main three points, right, being... Uh, Martzen Oktoberfest Fest beer. Everybody says no. This is the true Oktoberfest, right? When we talk about the 1800s, is it Marzen or a Fest beer? Which one? That's what not. I'm saying. Is there's there's a distinction? There is not. There is. There There's is. Not. Am I saying? Am I saying there deserves a distinction? Let's no, go. absolutely not. There there doesn't deserve. But people distinctly identify both separately, and they both 
people say, okay, well, the Oktoberfest is a Martzen because, well, the wedding, yada, yada, who cares? Uh, then they say fest beer because this was what was brewed for the fest, which is, which is also yada, yada, who cares? Uh, and then you, when you talk about the Oktoberfest, which is what uh, a lot of Americans label theirs as the Oktoberfest, well, overall, when it started in the 1800s, the original Oktoberfest was actually closer to a Dunkel than it was to what we interpret it today. But overall, there's eight breweries that actually brew real Oktoberfest certified by Oktoberfest. Uh, and it follows Reinheitsgebot, and it's 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 not even that strict, but it's also that strict. Like these yeah, are the yeah. people approved, and that's it. So overall, all this bickering and all this fighting about what truly is, who cares? You're not one of the eight, and that's 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 my short words on that. So my whole take on this is that uh, we have an excuse uh, for us to throw a party. The first weekend in October. I love it. This That's is what whenever I want to ours talk about is. Next. Yeah. That's whenever ours is. So the ending weekend, October first, yep. um, is our Oktoberfest, and like the whole brewery. So my take on that is like have some German beer on tap and sell large mugs, right? Yeah. And all 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 three of those beers are going to be under five point five. That's the biggest thing. So if if we throw it into a 20-ounce mug, then I'm not going to have problems. Right? Yep. Yes. Because, let's be honest, owning a brewery, you got to think about that shit. You right? do. Like, you can't have a full board of seven percenters unless you just want to hire security. I mean, right? Brash got away with it for, what, four or five years? Yeah. Well. Four or five years? Well, Brash. Four or five stinking brash. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're going to have to go back and revisit with... We're gonna uh, have to, yeah, there's a this time, return episode coming. This Having time we're getting... I still have to bully Vince a little bit more. We're getting Vince and we're getting Robbie back in, but I think we're going to do it at Brash this time. Now that we got Vince warmed up, so we better do it at we're going to do it at Brash. So can I give my opinion on that? Yes. Yes, sir. Having a Brash okay. with Vince and Robbie, yes. having a good, well-funded uh... Old style brash is good for everybody in Houston. Yes. Yes. So anybody who thinks other than that, is you're just being. Robert a hater. said, "Fuck you." Yeah. Oh wait, hey, uh, you're a hater. You're hater. just being. A no, hater. he said, "Fuck you." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like, we like controversy. No, no, no. So like having them, like you know, somebody who has. You know who is willing to be like, nah. All we're fucking making are big stouts and West Coast. I love that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's like that's like me looking at like uh like hey, that UFC fighter. I wish I was like that, but I'm not willing to put in the work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's what they are, right? Like, yes, I'm still gonna have in the summer a Saison and a Wit and a Kolsch, you know what yeah. I mean? Because I got fucking rent, right? But isn't it a brash idea to do nothing but stouts and West Coast in the summer? Well, there's a little... There's I, a I, I just feel like it's a pretty brash idea. Not in Houston, right? <laughs> it is a brash idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, like, you know, actually, actually doing it, right? 
And if they still do it next summer and, like, don't have, like, a logger or something like that. Uh, because, man, rent's real, right? Yes. Rent is real. And sometimes you got to throw a Kolsch out there with, some, with uh, you know, some strawberries in it. Because you got to pay rent in June. Well, that's yeah. why uh, beer came out, right? Their their beer flavored w- beer called beer. I will yeah. say I will say that, that 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 was probably one of the better Czech lagers that I had ever had. I'm gonna be honest. I forgot what style it was because it's beer flavored beer called beer. Yeah. Can I get a beer? Yes, you can. Yeah. I have a beer called Shower Beer. Nice. Oh. Because we it's- have a shower. In one of our restrooms. Is Champion going to come after you? Are you going to get your first cease and desist and now I rate the brewery? That would be my second cease and oh, desist. Oh, all right. Second. That was the story of the first. But shower beer is a 3.2%, and uh, it is technically a pale ale because I don't I don't use lager yeast. Uh, that is the beer that if you walk into my brewery and you say, do you have anything like Miller Lite or Coors Lite or something like that? That's I'm like, it. yeah, I got shower beer. It takes me 11 days we turn through it. It's really five dollars a pour. Is it a turn? Is a turn and burn in the in the brewery? Three point two percent. Oh wow, dude! U.S. Goldings hops. I was thinking like four point five, but three point two. Yeah, three point two. It's a uh, half Turo, half Vienna U.S. Goldings, and a uh, little Amarillo. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. Like, okay, this is uh, I'm the gonna be Salt Bay of Amarillo. This is the. The journey of the podcast, and I'm going to digress a bit on the journey of the podcast, but getting to meet people and the personalities and finding, like, the little understories. Like, the average person comes in here doesn't know that there's a sprinkle of Amarillo in every fucking beer just because Robert thinks it's badass. Oh, and now the pool water is in Jake's uh, Jake's Amber. But it is uh, that that's a fucking cool storyline, dude. I love Amarillo, dude. That's great. It makes every beer good. Yeah. And it's speaking of good, this is a good fucking beer. Thanks, man. It uh it doesn't taste bad with a hot tub brine either. <laughs> oh yeah, Jake, Jake dipped his in a hot tub brine. I know that uh those of you oh, oh, it's Honestly a did, didn't didn't get that much in it. <laughs> if I get staff, fuck both y'all. So <laughs> until I find out who it is, then fuck one of y'all, I guess. <laughs> or monkeypox. Or yeah, monkeypox. Oh can you get monkeypox from hot tub water? Probably. Yeah. You can get it from anal sex. <laughs> I, I, fe- I figure hot tub water and anal sex are pretty close. Asterisk. You can still no get herpes from it. Going on in the hot tub. Yeah. Is that an asterisk? I, I, I verbally, I verbalized an asterisk. <laughs> it worked. Oh man. It's a disclaimer. All right. A verbal well, disclaimer. So let's put quotes around anal sex too, not just an asterisk. <laughs> uh, like that's so a loosely defined term of anal sex. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, somebody got fucked. We're not exactly sure where, but well, maybe that level? needs to be the that needs to be the quote of the next sunglasses. Somebody got fucked. We're not exactly sure where. <laughs> hey, I think what should come out of this is that uh, Nissan. This is a Nissan, right? Yes, it Ford. is. Nissan needs to actually take a photo of this, and like, I would gladly, I would gladly model for it. Like, hey, a guy six foot two. Uh, lounges very comfortably. Oh yeah, in the back of this Nissan truck. Yeah, very roomy bed for hot tubbing. I got to tell you, whenever you pulled up in the Nissan, because uh, I was hoping for like a at least a three quarter ton with some like room in it. You know what uh-huh, I mean? Uh-huh. 
But no. Like, how you navigate the wheel wells and everything like that? Like, yeah. there's really not much of a wheel well there, you know? No, no, no. But, uh, no, the back of this truck is spacious. It is. It's a Titan. Nissan, if you want to uh, sponsor us, <laughs> you can contact yeah. us at Hot Tub Beer. That's, that's actually as far as I got. Yeah, you yeah. should get A&M. Uh, well, they they, they sponsor you step. for a new sticker. They yeah. should. I, yeah, that's in the mail. I think I, I pay for those, like, quarterly. I'm, uh, I just ripped that off. But yeah, my, yeah, quarterly. My my wife and I are longhorns. So. Oh, <laughs> son of a bitch. But yeah, I'm it's not okay. mad at either one of y'all. I mean, y'all both suck. It but doesn't I, really matter. <laughs> It doesn't matter anymore until you enter the SEC. It will in two years. Yeah. Yeah. Also, if you want to contact us, you can call us at 8675-309-99. Yeah. Yeah. This, okay, so remind me the name of the beer again. Midiback. Midiback. So, Midiback is a lacrosse term. Okay. Explain the lacrosse term. My kids, uh, my kids play lacrosse, and my oldest boy is a long pole. So, in lacrosse, and... Maybe somebody will comment that I'm wrong about this, but in lacrosse, you have to have a certain number of your players on one half of the field and a certain number on the other half of the field. Uh-huh. And uh, so all the play, like all of your players can't be on one half of the field and all can't be on the other half of the field. So um, my son's a long pole. Whenever he gets the ball, he likes to try and score. So he'll run up field and the coaches yell, Mitty back. That's because one of the middies has to stay back, back on the other side so they're uh, not off sides. Yeah. It's like a warning sign. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a lacrosse term, though. I said I got to brew a beer that... For your, for your kid. For my kids, yeah. So, so during the break, we've established that both Robert and I ran high school across country, and we're only a year apart in graduation high year. Levels, so at, too. at some point, we, we probably raced each other. Probably. I, like I'm, I'm probably going to obsess over this and find the race result from 1990 fill in the blank and and, and, and email it to you. It'll be 1998. It'll be 1998. Yeah, because I didn't run much my sophomore year. I didn't run any in varsity my sophomore year. Were you were you at were you at uh, no y'all were region no y'all were region two weren't you? Yeah. 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 Region two in 1997 well, would have been the cross country season of my senior year. Oh, Vandergriff Park. Ninety-seven. I was a sophomore. You didn't run, and I didn't make any varsity races that year. Ninety-eight. I was a junior, and I made a like four, four or five okay. races. Um, and then my senior year, I tore my ACL. So we might have just missed each other. Yeah. Does that not look like Brandon Moss on a scooter? But your son. It does look like it does. Brandon look like Moss, Brandon. are you on a scooter in the Heights? Oh, he's got a change. Well, uh, yeah, say so that doesn't look like Brandon Moss's wife. Yeah, it doesn't. That is like an apocalyptic-looking scooter, too, it does. right? Look, like, bro, it's like Mad Max out there like now. Mad Max yeah, they're scooter searching for gas. Oh, he looks angry about we it. We should too. get scooters. Well, look at those are like Honda. Like, oh my gosh! What if we went to College Station and got matching scooters with little hot tub beer flags on the back, <laughs> and we literally they like just went everywhere? Yeah, yeah. We bring the podcast with us uh-huh. to each each location that we hit, and we just drink uh, Lone Star on every tap and rate how dirty their lines are. Oh, dude, it's a little. Pool. I feel like that's a Jonathan Shannon project. On top of that, actually, I take that back. It's actually uh, Bryce from Eleven Below. Station, do you throw like a little Trump flag on the back too? Ooh, 
Ooh, no, yeah, we'll do a hot tub beer. <laughs> so, but Bryce from Eleven Below, this motherfucker has one of the most attuned palates to off flavors I've ever met in my life. It cannot serve him a beer anywhere because he's automatically like uh, uh, DMS. Um, I see a lot of hide. Like he, I mean, it's just constant. He knows every little aspect. I mean, he's tuned into his off flavors rather than his other flavors. And if we grab him, which he's already selling to College Station, grab him, and we literally bar hop all oh. of College Station with scooters. It's a College Station Lone Star evaluation. We can rate Tap everybody. evaluation. How many yeah. breweries are in College Station? There's two, right? No, there's, there's only one, I think. There used to be. Blackwater? New Republic went out of business. Oh, okay. Um, For wait, reasons. Which fiction, fucking Kelly Meyer, if you're listening, I've got eight whip saws. And I got legal draft, um, the legal holiday. So we got we got a whole episode with you, Kelly. So legal draft? You know, I, I actually texted him that last week, and he still hasn't responded. Son of a bitch. We're calling you out, Kelly Meyer. I asked for recommendations of food. He sent me the recommendation. I was like, hey, by the way, I got this beer for you if you want it. Dead silence. He doesn't like beer anymore. He doesn't, he doesn't like, like us beer. anymore. He doesn't like us anymore? He, yeah, we... Well, me. We, we overstay our welcome it, in, in, in uh, New Braunfels? I don't think that's a possibility. No, I think we party too. Speaking of uh, food, have y'all been to the new brewery Counter Common? We have not, but Mary was telling me about we it. should go. <laughs> Podcast. We're on the air. That's right. We're, we're on the air. We're podcasting. It's Hot oh. Tub Beers. This is Craig. Hey, what's what's up, going Craig? on, Craig? Awesome. I'm Tim. This is Jake. You see, Arsenal you know, is prevalent about uh, around here. Ar- Arsenal is prevalent. Yeah, yeah. No, but uh, over here with Tottenham. This is a Tottenham bar. Is it? Uh, I see more <laughs> Arsenal. <laughs> we tied. Yeah. It, we draw. Yeah, yeah. I see more Gooner kits inside your your brewery than I do Tottenham. I know. There you go. There's Where your answer. Where is that? in Montrose. Oh. Irish pub in Montrose. Interesting. That is interesting. We're going to over We're going to overtake them. You hear it? Are they sponsored? So is it Midtros? Are they yeah. sponsored by Tottenham? Because I'm, I'm going to write them an actual email. And what, what would we have to do to get Elder Son to like fight them? Fight them for... Who's the t- Tottenham bar, or we should fight. Yeah, yeah, fight. or fight them over who's the better Tottenham fan? Yeah, well, who's the Tottenham bar? Would you have to get into what, a, what's the name like of the Tottenham bar again? In order to win the Himico. I'm okay with that. Fist yeah. fight or spoon fight? Up to knives. Up so, to knives. Wait, does that include? Okay. Does it include knives or is that just below knives? Includes knives. Okay. Sporks are fair game. They're Pimico, Irish, Pimico Irish Pub on Wall. Pimico Irish Pub. Pimico Irish Pub Pimico on Wall. On Wall Drive, which is the Tottenham Bar. I have absolutely no interest in soccer, but absolutely a hundred and ten percent interest in Elder Son fighting them for the right to be the Tottenham Bar. And I'm Welsh. I should get that. Uh, yeah. I mean, he has a heritage claim. I do. Can you fight that? Maybe. I mean, Pimico. I'll, I'll, we're starting shit. What What if their like brother was like on the team at one point? And they just decided to be in Houston. No Doesn't factor. Matter. No factor. Yeah. Yeah. No. Doesn't matter. We're public house. We're on. We're on. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We were like 
It's insane at Public House at 10 o'clock in the morning for a game. It's shoulder to shoulder. It's just freaking nuts. I was just explaining to them why it's shoulder to shoulder. Was that the Guinness Day? Because I was in there with you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was stupid. You know, the Arsenal wagon is is very large and can handle the whole band, if that makes sense. Nice. I like it. It's a little shade over Arsenal. He's walking away now. Dynamos, who you, cares? Dynamos. Uh, who's, who's the official? It's good. Wings are solid. The rolls are solid, too. At pepperonis? I got beef with pepperonis. What's your beef with pepperonis? I got, I got, is I got sausage, beef, beef. Is, is Italian sausage? There's a pepperonis next beef? to us. Call the cops for no fucking reason all the time. They leave flyers all over people's cars. I got beef with pepperonis. Oh, look. They're they taking are, a picture. Um, they are, uh. <laughs> Cheers! They are, um. Uh. A franchise, so not yep. all owners are the same, right? But it's a local franchise, but yeah. Yeah. This guy, solid guy. Nice. Jamal, solid dude. Can we, can we swap? Yeah. Can we just swap? Like, I'll take Jamal and you'll take this guy? Oh, yeah, sure. I don't even know his name. Or have Jamal, actually. I feel bad for saying that, but I yeah, I got beef. Yeah, well. Well, on to the beer. Have you tried right. their food? Is is their food good? The food. I hadn't good. even tried it. I know I have. I went in Won't there one time. It. Okay, so the cops were called before I got to try the food, so I'm out. I haven't I tried their pizza yet. before. Their pizza's good. I'm going to though. Pizza inside. Are the wings? Good? I'm gonna try Fubin. I haven't tried the wings. Fubin. That's where I'm going on the way home. Is legit. So I'm gonna come back with a rating on that one, but I Are have you? a feeling for how many people I've seen go in and out, and how many people talk about it in this parking lot. I bet you Fubin is one of the top bond me sandwiches in the city. I, I want to, but known for banh mi sandwiches. Wife is, actually, my wife is waiting. They're for me known to get for banh mi. Known for banh mi sandwiches. So the service this beer, is a little shitty. Yes, the midi bag. It tastes like um, water. Monkey pox. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Staphylococcus. <laughs> yeah. oh, you better take that caucus in your mouth. That's a different podcast. I think you forgot which one we're on. Oh, I sorry. I forgot. It's not hot hot, hot hot tub butts. It's hot tub beer today. Hot tub butts. Our OnlyFans page, hot tub butts. Oh, that's the one Cat listens to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's dive into raving. I'm going to let you go first cuz um I'm going to I'm tasting the water version of this. I'm I really enjoy this beer. This is kind of one of my pet peeves, and, and, and I'm really glad, like I said before, like thank you very much for continuing to brew in amber. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoy that style of beer. It's a staple beer, beer here, actually. It, it's, it's a beautiful beer. I, yeah. I love multi beers. I enjoy multi beers because there's there's a balance there. There, To me, IPA is easy. You could throw a bunch of hops in there and call it an IPA. Multi beers require a little bit more of a balance. There's a subtlety to the hop that in the multi beer uh. that that you kind of lose when you go in other directions. Now, don't get me wrong; good IPAs are well thought out, incredibly brewed, nice beers. But a multi beer to me, I, I don't know, it, it hits a spot. It's it's one of those ones where when I first got into craft beer, that's what I enjoy. That's what I was chasing, and yeah. I enjoy ambers. This is a really good example of an amber. There's an earthy hop backbone to this beer that doesn't overpower the malt. It's like you're tasting that malt, but the malt isn't super sweet. It's still all the beers that we've had today. So are, a little crispy. Yeah. It's it, correct. 
It's crispy. They are great, sessionable, good drinking beers. I can sit here and I don't have to have one and go, that was great flavor. What else do you have? That was great flavor. Can I have another one of those is what I'm feeling when I'm drinking Elder Sun beers. Oh, great. So this beer, I'm going to go, this is the one I'm going to go high on. I'm going to go 3.9 on this beer. This, wow. this is the one that I enjoy. This is the one that I can sit in that corner with my wife on a Sunday afternoon and keep drinking midi back all afternoon. You surprised me. Oh. I mean, I you do drink like a home brewer. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Are you complimenting me or making fun of me? Depends. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll, way, I'll go, um, man... I'm going to go 3.7215. 3.7215. Okay. Um, I think it's a fantastic beer for its category. Uh, overall, so the, the, there's a lot of different things to note when you talk about ambers. Um, there's a lot of different flavors that can come of it. This one comes out earthy and not bready. It comes out refined and not, uh, gosh, what's the right way to say this? Clunky. Uh, like yeah. a lot get. Um, it's refreshing enough to keep drinking. It's heavy enough to be satisfied. The residual uh, mouthfeel on it is just right. It, it it lingers long enough, but it doesn't leave you bogged down like a Shiner Bach where your whole mouth feels like syrup. Uh, which, okay. let's be real, it's that's an amber. Um, yeah. <laughs> not throwing shade. Uh, carbonation's good. Um, personally, I... I think there's a weird point on this one where it, it, it's more on classification. It's an amber, but it's slightly more than an amber. It's more, oh God, I hate this classification. It's more of a Texas Bach than it is an amber, I think, in my personal mind. Yeah, so uh, here in the U.S., the, the classification is uh, amber slash red as well. Yeah. And that kind of makes it need to be a little drier but i would i mean if i were to call it a texas bach it would probably sell better well you know what? uh don't don't go into lying territory don't lie to people <laughs> but, but you know what would be you know what would be texas fun is like so you don't have any lagers here correct not yet no but that would be interesting to take this recipe and introduce a lager yeast to it and then introduce it as a Bach and see how the characteristics change with that lager yeast, I bet it would fucking kick ass. All you got to do is tie up six well, weeks stop. of your time. Well, <laughs> stop telling people the secrets of my marriage. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I apologize. Uh, overall. It's practically I, this recipe a little less less chocolate malt, no okay. two-row, more Pilsner. and. Uh, I think that's what the point two five is for me. Yeast, yeah. just, just to dial it back, just slightly on, on the malt bill. You know, on the, the – sorry, the malt bill – on the darkness and the kind of deep characters of it. Yeah, so that actually makes sense. If I were to show you the malt bill, it would actually make sense what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. There's a I feel validated. I'm going to go home and sleep, okay? What, Jake, in there? <laughs> Jake, Jake rates with his mind. I rate with my heart. Little biscuit malt. I rate with my well. penis. <laughs> my <laughs> penis really knows beer. Taking a swing. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not uh, much of a swing, but... <laughs> giving his penis a lot of credit. So less chocolate... Less of the melanoidin, and it would probably come like right, right into the level. There. Yeah. So, so for you, are you rating this lower than four because you would change it with those things? On a scale of one to four. Yeah. Zero oh no. To four. 
Sorry, zero to four. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's no, right. No, this beer is uh, this is a three seven five that's not getting changed. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's honestly, it's it's still a really good beer. Like, yeah. I don't think it needs any changes. There's things we could do to make it better, but overall, it's perfect where it is. Like, it's yeah. it, it, it has its beer. people, it has its place, and it's. I mean, that's yeah. great. That's I think fantastic. I, make, I think if I made any changes, I would make a red. Okay. Instead of an amber. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, either that or Vienna Lager, along the same. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah! It's it's almost like this like this base beer that's really really good that you could tweak a million and one ways. I mean, honestly, uh, if we're getting into the secrets of ev- of of like all the breweries, right? Yeah. S- six recipes, and then just screw with them a little bit. You really? Know what I, mean? I mean, maybe. I mean, I don't want to talk for everybody, but yeah. Well, I mean, unless you're spindle tapping, there's one recipe. I didn't say it. Damn. <laughs> That's all I got to say I about that, that is damn. We have not that had cut deeper tap. than I thought. We have we have spindle tap. We have not had spindle tap on the show. That might be why because you know Carlos and Carlos will happen. Uh, Carlos and Carlos. So I've actually had this conversation at the bar a few times, where somebody mentions them and I'll say, their Calavera Lager is one of is. That's a great beer. An amazing beer. It is. And then they pull out their phone and they pull up, quote unquote, the app. And they're like, it's only a 3.3%. Like, like, oh, that's It's only rated a 3.3. And I'm like, do you know why? Because it's hazy heads drinking lagers. Yep. That's why they're rated. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So go drink that lager because it is great, man. Yeah. I just wish they had the rights to Pilsner Urkel. That was such a beautiful marketing. Like the cans, the everything. Pilsner Urkel was awesome. There had to have been a season business on that one, huh? Oh, without a doubt. Well, that was brewery only. And then when they released it to the public, it was uh, Proper Pills, which is what it is now. Oh, yeah. um, I still like Proper Pills, but I think the marketing behind Pilsner Urkel is just so much better. And it tastes better because you're having more fun. Right. Well, I think we could do a whole show on these breweries that do all these crazy ass beers, but when they simplify it, they fucking know how to brew. Like yeah. Calavera Lager and Proper Pills. Beautiful beers from Good there. beers. We That's how I broke my arm. Proper Lager. Pills is how I broke my arm. Really? Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Spindle Tap. Oh. It was on their property, so no big deal. Well, but we were we were we were drinking beer this morning oh. prior to coming here. Nine oh three. Yeah. Not not a favorite of hot tub beers. Had a wee heavy scotch ale from them. Fucking phenomenal. Phenomenal. Oh God! Don't I, we, we, we haven't released wait, the episode. Wait, 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 wait. On your way home, okay. Urban South, okay, has a check pills that okay. is fucking legit. Really? Like it's really good. Really? Yeah, that's what I drink whenever I go there. Yeah, yeah. I've the heard they do good loggers. Their their check pills is stupid. Oh my gosh! Like it's real good. Oh yeah. So okay, so maybe we need to go and we need to have a check pills. We need to get a hold of their check pills and drink it. It's I think like, I can get a hold of their new GM. Okay. Yeah, I can get a hold of their new GM. Yeah. We can do this. Okay. Because we we need to do that because what we have recorded for Urban South not good. It's it, we've we have not released it just because it was bad. It was bad. Who'd you have? It was us. It was us. And we had uh, combo plate number one. Uh, holy oh, so you roller! Didn't have anybody from there? No, 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 no. no this was this was pre us uh, convincing people to get in the hot tub with us. Yeah. Did you have common? Uh, oh no! Fuck no! Wait, 
when did y'all start this thing? Year oh, and a half. It's been a year and a half ago. February 2021 is when I joined on board. Tim started January or December? Oh no, you got January go, 2021. You, you got to go back. They what have all new brewers there. Do they? Oh yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a whole rehaul. Okay. Yeah. They're putting some. So maybe they wouldn't be offended if we re- we we released our review of. I Tumble still don't know if I want to release that no, one. Don't, no, don't. We okay. we shat on them. I'm gonna be honest. It go was back. not a good experience. No, don't fucking release it. Go do a hot tub beer there. Okay. Uh, get a hold of them. They're great guys, man. Okay. Um, Their G is a, GM is a woman. At least they they were. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I met her through Pink Boots Society. I just want to. I want to shout out to Pink Boots Society. Yeah, keep on keeping on. I haven't met the GM. Uh, the two brewers. Yeah, great dudes. Uh, but uh, a Czech pilsner that is just legit. Shit, like, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's. We need to give it a shot. It's smooth. It's got mouthfeel to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's great, man. Well, crispy finish and everything. I tell you what. Robert, I want to say thank you, like, very much for allowing us to pull up the truck right in front of your brewery, sit half-naked in the middle of Shepherd and drink oh, beer, F&A. and party with you all afternoon. The parking um, lot's full now, too. The, the parking lot is full. <laughs> uh, we have had multiple gawkers, people taking pictures, seeing it outside. There there, there was an attractive blonde woman come out to take a picture of us. Uh, I'm going to take credit for that. we got a biker gang rolling up. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh it's been an amazing experience. I want to say thank you for allowing us to do this with you, man. Thank you for sharing your beer. Thank you for allowing it to be rated on our podcast. Oh, man. yeah, of course. So, guys, if you like what you're hearing, please make sure that you're subscribing to uh, Hot Tub Beers on whatever podcast or platform that you're listening to, be it iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're rating us on their standard, which is zero to five, um, because they are not quite caught up with Hot Tub Beers. If you don't rate us at a five, you probably are a coward. So go ahead and make sure you're rating us at a five. And go ahead and follow us on Instagram. Make sure you're catching the Instagram live every Sunday at 10 a.m. Guys, there is also a link in the link tree on our Instagram to support us financially. If you'd like to keep the hot tub warm for as little as 99 cents a month, for as much as $25.99 a month, you can do that. You can't even sponsor a kid. You could sponsor a kid. For less than that. Yeah, I mean, you'd sponsor his kids. You can't spot yeah, yeah. Oh. Technically, you are sponsoring my kids. Sponsor me. Sponsor Jake. I'm spending way more money than it's getting returned. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, thanks again. And until next time, enjoy your hot tub beers. Cheers. 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 Hot tub beers. Slip on. Welcome back. So, bonus episode, surprise track. Bonus. It is uh, 
it's kind of one of those things in the 90s that I've enjoyed. You were a 90s guy. I right. was, man. Yeah, like, so there was several of those albums, like Pearl Jam, Tin. And you got to wait, like, eight minutes after the last song. Uh-huh. And if you're patient, right? So, like, you would listen to the whole album, and then you would eject your tape, and you're like, oh, there's something left on this. Uh-huh. There's a lot going on here. Yep. And then you put it back in, and just fucking let it play, man. Hell yeah, dude. And then great shit would come out of it. It, would, it was great shit, which... We're going to continue that trend here with some more great shit. So tell us what we have in our glass here. So we got Mako. Mako is a milkshake, is a matcha milkshake IPA. Okay, matcha milkshake IPA. Yeah, so matcha being green tea powder. Okay. Right? And milkshake is because it's got lactose, lactose in it, correct? In it. Yeah, yeah. So um, tell me the inspiration. So the inspiration was uh, Jeff, if you listen... Was Jeff in the show, or was he just in one of the I can't sides? remember whether he was in between segments or on the show. Yeah, I can't. Anyway, so Jeff and his wife, uh, they have they had a dog named Mako. Uh, uh, Mako, she's been uh, she's been at the brewery since we opened last October, um, and uh, she passed away. I I guess in May or June. And, uh, you know, the story changes all depending on who you're asking. He'll tell you, like, I said, let's, let's make a beer for Mako. And I thought that, you know, maybe he mentioned it. Either way, it doesn't matter. But um, so Mako is, uh, the name Mako is Asian. So what they wanted to do is they wanted to do like a, uh, a, a matcha green tea sort of thing and the first thing that i thought of was oh a matcha milkshake ipa now this beer i i will more than likely make this beer man at least once or twice again uh because it's got there's some promise on this beer. Uh-huh. I think the matcha is like very heavily on the nose, and then it goes super tropical, and okay. you lose some of the lactose mouthfeel. So, I think that we should probably go a little bit more lactose. Maybe add some matcha uh, in the fermenter as well. Maybe some lactose also in the fermenter as well. But uh, you you sort of get the matcha very upfront and 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 on the nose, and then it goes tropical very quickly. Another one is that, uh, man, I love this beer mainly because it's the first time that I've ever used Zappa hops. Okay, tell me about the Zappa hops. Oh, they're, they are, they are intimidating and frightening whenever you research them. It's like mint, menthol, and passion fruit. Okay. it's like, what? And like, Everybody's using Zappa in like hazy IPAs, and it that didn't make sense to me whenever I was reading up on it, right? Dude, no. But whenever you open the bag, man, it is a glorious, a glorious aroma on okay. the hops. Whenever you open the bag, so um, I didn't go, I didn't go all in on Zappa on this beer. Um, I could have gone a little bit more with it. And, and I think the next time that I make this beer, maybe a little more matcha, a little more lactose on the cold side, a little more zappa, 
like Whirlpool, maybe a little more Zappa, maybe a little more Zappa Dry Hop too, right? Okay. But um, I want, now, this beer is a 7.5% crusher. Okay. Right? Like you drink this beer and you're like, I could, I, I could crush this beer all day. Yes. You better not. It's going to jack you up. No, right? this I would agree with you. Like it's it's very light and clean on the mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing about this beer that weighs you down. So you're looking at it, and it is it's not a see through beer. It's translucent but not transparent. It yeah. is it almost looks like a hazy IPA, which makes sense because I got some lactose in it. That's going to add to the body of it. That's going to make it a little bit heavier beer. But what you're talking about lactose? So you just use lactose in the boil. There was nothing in the fermenter. Nothing. There other. was nothing in the fermenter. No. Okay. No, no, no. Which I guess makes sense because it doesn't carry too heavy of a body. I think so, too. Like, I don't really like sweet beer either. Agreed. I like malty beer, but I don't really like sweet beer. So I'm with you. But that being said, like, my personal preference shouldn't weigh that much on how I'm making beer, right? Okay. It should weigh some. Yeah. But it shouldn't weigh too much. And on this beer, I think it weighed quite a bit because... Uh, I was scared of the matcha. I was scared of the lactose. There was a lot. There was. There was a lot of fear in making this beer. Okay, so green green tea IPAs. No. It's not a well. Is matcha green tea? First of all, maybe I'm just sounding a bit ignorant. I don't know. I think it's the same thing. Okay, so those green tea IPAs. I've been a little bit weird. I've had some that are good. I've had some that are just really weird. There's a lot of herbal flavor to them. This one. I, I'm gonna. I don't know. I, I'm, I know I'm gonna sound a little bit like a fanboy here after the. If, if everybody listened to the full episode, to this bonus track, but the tea in this beer feels really well balanced with the lactose in it. Ah, thanks, man. Like it, it is. It, it it's not overly herbal. It doesn't. It doesn't like pull you down to where you're drinking like a glass of tea that's poured in a beer. Mm. The the lactose adds just enough body to support the the tea and sweeten the tea up just a little bit, but the IPA still comes through. Yeah, and I think that I need to hear more of that so that I don't like really screw it up the next time I make it. You know because. Uh, you really get caught up thinking in in either minimums or maximums, right? Yes. And there's not a whole lot of thought as to, like, is this going to be, you know, right in the middle, a good balance. Right. So whenever I start to drink a new beer that I've made, and that's probably one of the reasons that it takes me, you know, nine to... 38 attempts at each beer you know what i mean right like uh uh like everything's a swing you know what i mean and those comments are ones that i should really listen to i think rather than swinging to the not enough matcha hit it with matcha not enough mouthfeel hit it with lactose right yeah um one of the other things that I really tried to do on this beer as well is to get a little more carb on it as well, right? So that, that does it would, shine through. Yeah. So that it would help some of the matcha actually come out earlier. Well, but, and 
with the you're, you're explaining Zappa hops to me. So so prior to our conversation, now I was completely ignorant on Zappa hops. Now I'm just slightly ignorant on Zappa hops. But if you're saying mint coming from a hops, which to me is going to be a new flavor from a hop, this isn't something where mint is common in multiple hops. Yeah. Um, immediately, my head went to a dark chocolate stout with a with a hint of mint in it. Uh, if those people that like mint chocolate chip, I know there's a lot of people that like mint chocolate chip in my family. The flip side of that is, I like mint in tea. Yeah, but I, I don't know if I trust everything that I'm getting from my research on Zappa hops. Okay. Right? So, and I'm actually, so. Yeah, menthol, sweet fruit, and spicy is what it comes out as, right? So, those three are so they're, they're, they're so far from each other. Correct. That it it really it really frightened me, right? So aroma. Menthol, see, and I keep trying to spice. pull in on my nose to see what I'm 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 yeah. getting off of this. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm so pulling. Zappa is a Neo Mexicanus hop. So it. Zappa is a wild hop. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I've seen it used in a lot of New England hazies and stuff like that. But uh, researching it, man, like, I, I was just, I was scared out of my mind. Like, this is, uh, we only did three barrels of this. And I think I only used four pounds of Zappa. Really? So two in the so so two in the whirlpool, and there were two in dry hop. The other the other um, the whirlpool for this beer was the Holy Trinity. Whenever it comes to uh, hazies, okay, it was uh, El Dorado, Citra, Galaxy, and then. Um, I'm looking it up right now, actually. And uh, the dry hop was uh, Zappa. Can I give you a a guess at what the dry hop was? Yes. Zappa? What was the other hop? If, if I'm just guessing, Amarillo. Amarillo <laughs> and El Dorado. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, uh, so El Dorado, there would there would come in your tropical because I know that okay. So we had the the, and the guy whirlpool was a lot of El Dorado, a lot of Galaxy. As well. Okay, and that makes sense, and that's yeah. why y'all are pulling tropical from. Like when I'm tasting it, I'm getting more tea than tropical. I see there's a little bit of tropical in it, oh, but good. it's not overwhelming me with the tropical. Um, I'm enjoying the tea in it for the first time in an IPA. I'm enjoying the tea in a green tea IPA. Um, it's 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 a very well balanced, very well thought out beer. It's tell, it's it's you could tell you took some time in developing this recipe. You didn't just kind of throw some shit in there. No. no, this was uh this was at least six weeks working on the recipe. Okay, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got a water profile that's already set up for New England here. Right? Okay, and I've got a water profile that I've already set up for like. Uh, your mother was a hamster, shapeshifter, not original, th- those things. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, this one uh, on the water profile, I went a little bit higher on the sulfates. 
and I moved a lot of the chloride into like late boil, right? Okay. So that I could like really get more mouthfeel. And I maybe I just need to add a little bit more chloride late boil here. And uh, maybe it'll make me happy. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is a beer super popular, selling selling really well. So uh, And so the okay, remind me the name of the guy that whose dog this is named after Jeff. Jeff. Okay, so in fact, he just followed us on Instagram while we were yeah. doing this podcast, right? So Jeff mentioned something about part of this beer going back to charity. Tell me a little bit about that. Uh, a dollar from every beer served out of the tap room goes to uh, an animal rescue here in the Heights. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, at a three at a at a three barrel batch, we should be somewhere around like seven hundred and fifty bucks. Oh wow! And as long as I make this beer, a dollar will always go will always go to animal rescue. That's pretty cool, man. For Jeff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of one of the like this. This episode has been a very heights centric episode, uh, if you will. We've had a little bit of everybody stop by. I don't we live got, in the heights either. You like, don't live in the heights at all. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> you just do your business here. There's there's been people ro- rolling up in like off road Honda scooters. <laughs> Honda We've had scooters. the homeless yeah, yeah. Uh, coming up and and getting a beer. We've had the the citizen of the year oh. of the heights coming in and, and hanging out. Uh, but we have had lots of admirers uh, coming and hanging out and chilling with us today. It's it's been kind of cool. There's a cool vibe here, and I love that. Even though you don't live here, this brewery is giving back to the community. Well, I practically live here. I mean, I'm here 70, 70 hours a week. So that counts as living. I mean, it's close. Yeah. I mean, my wife would tell you I live here. So yeah. But uh, no, I mean. Uh, yeah, man. I didn't know what the heights meant until I moved over here and uh, started this thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's really cool. And this whole neighborhood back here, I mean, you've seen people walk up. You've seen people ride bikes, ride scooters, drive big-ass trucks. There's a little bit of everybody. Sports cars. It's, yeah, up here. yeah. You got the Lotus and the Bullet Mustang coming through. It's pretty fucking and cool, And then you get dude. it jacked up. Fifty coming through. Hell yeah, yeah. And so it's mixed, man. Where can we find Elder Sun beer outside of Elder Sun? I know. Are you are you in the Kroger across the street? No. So all canning and stuff like that. We'll start canning either later this month or early next month, and all cans are going to be sold only out of the tap room. But uh, we are in uh, thirty-one different restaurants and bars. Uh, in the Houston area, a lot of them are down south. So we're in uh, Nobi Pub, Nobi Regal Beagle. We're in a bunch of spots on the Strand, on the island. Um, here in the Heights, we're in uh, Heights Beer Garden, Good Dog, uh, out in Spring Branch. We're yeah. in uh, Cobble and Spoke out there um and i think that we're probably going to start to move a lot of that stuff uh more inside the loop uh moving forward but um yeah i mean uh right now i mean your best bet is the tap room and we're open seven days a week 
So Hell yeah. Mon- Monday through Friday, three to nine. Saturday, twelve to nine, and Sunday, twelve to seven. So we're yeah, so dude. like open seven days a week. If you need a fix, we're gonna be open. Hell yeah, dude! And you and you, and you heard it here first uh, before Jake left. Now, if you notice, if you've been listening to the whole episode, it has been Jake, Robert, and I on the episode until Jake just left to uh, to go back to work. But uh, there might have been a little bit of Thistle Draft Shop sale going on before uh, before he left, right? Oh, uh, we gonna... may see a little bit of Elder Son in Thistle Draft Shop. Oh yeah, I'm. Uh... I'm hopefully going to drive some kegs up there this week. Hell yeah, dude. I love it. You'll probably see uh, maybe some midi back or some little belly. Hey, you maybe know what? Maybe some little belly, probably. Hey, either one were phenomenal beers. Or some raspberry Olga, which we didn't try here. We didn't try. Okay, so raspberry Olga. What is raspberry Olga? So Olga is our blonde ale, which is okay. brewed with a Norwegian yeast. Okay. Ye- that uh, that that I fermented at 101 degrees. Oh shit! Is that the Kevik yeast? It's Kevik, yeah. Okay, Kevik. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's a blonde, all Kevik yeast, and then I hit it with uh, shit, man. Seven barrel batch. Seven barrel batch. Ninety pounds of raspberries. Oh my gosh! You do the math. <laughs> wow. Uh, but it's not like over fruity. Yeah, it's very refreshing, right? But that sounds like that sounds like summertime in Texas, dude. Oh, it's summertime in Texas. A beer that can ferment at 101 degrees with raspberries in it, and it ferments in like 30 hours. Oh shit! That's the great thing about that yeast. That's a beautiful yeast, especially for a, a small brewery like you. You can get that beer out and get it going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell There's yeah. a lot of a uh, lot of perks. I'll probably tell you some secrets offline, but. Yeah, I love it, a lot of dude. There. Hey, thanks for thanks for hanging out with me for the bonus segment, dude. dude. This was this was a hundred times more than anything I expected. Well, I love it. Right? I love it. I, that makes me so happy. I, I hate to that. tell you, I hate, I hate for it to sound like my expectations were low, uh-huh. but, uh huh. But they weren't low. Okay, my expectations were you know normal. Yeah. But this fucking, this is a fucking grand slam out of the park, Dude, it's man. so much fun. This is legit. So much if fun. If y'all ever have an empty Sunday and y'all need to fill it, just fucking pull up here and... Dude, do not I'll threaten do us with a good time. I'll do it again. Oh, I'll my gosh. Dude, you, you, may be, you, you may be asking for more than you can handle. I love it. Absolutely love it. I'll do and, it often. This is, this, this is awesome. You, you just got to let me know, like, uh, hey, Rob. Bring your swimsuit on Sunday. Hell yeah. I'll fucking be here, man. Dude, I love it. Man, thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing your beer. Thank you for sharing your story. Robert, absolutely fucking loved it, dude. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Thank you for the beer. Thank you for the good time. And uh, those of you that stuck on for the bonus track, thank you for listening because you're better than everybody else now. Way better. Hell yes. And until next time, guys, drink up and enjoy your hot tub beers. Respect your elders.